<laughs> Maybe I should spend my money on the house and needed repairs before I decide to get a tattoo sleeve with nothing but like 80s cartoon characters. I don't know. Maybe. No. Welcome to Tencent Takes, the show where we gaze into the void of comics one issue at a time. My name is Mike Thompson, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, the caroler of cringe herself, Jessica Frazier. I'm pretty damn cringy. Stick around, everyone. <laughs> the secondhand embarrassment, chef's kiss. <laughs> uh, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. Well, if you are new to the show, our main episodes drop every other week and provide in-depth looks into interesting moments in comic books and how they tie into pop culture and history. But today is one of our Dollar Bin Discoveries mini-episodes that we do in between those deep dives. The general premise is that we spend a lot of time rooting through dollar bins at local shops looking for interesting stuff. And while a lot of the issues that we find are fun and weird, there may not be enough in those for us to do a full deep dive on. But that's just at the moment we reserve the right to change our mind and come back later. Each of these mini episodes features both of us talking about one random issue that we came across in the dollar bins and talking about what it is, what goes on inside it, and why it's interesting. These are mini episodes that are meant to provide you with some weekly content in between our more in-depth discussions about the weirder and interesting moments of comic book history. And as always, we hope you enjoy them. So Jessica, what are you bringing to the table tonight? Well. I picked up the first three, but I'll just be talking about number one, of Orphan Five Beasts from Dark Horse. I have never heard of this. You never heard of it? It's interesting. I think you would find it interesting. Let me tell you a little bit about it. So, script, art, letters, and cover by James Stokoe. And let me just say that the title of the comic, Orphan Five Beasts, tells a lot about the storyline. The story follows Mo, a, you guessed it, full orphan, who has been training under a master who tells her a story about a terrible wolf shaped like a man who has to be taken down. And in order to do so, this master took five volunteers from the village who committed themselves to studying in his house of magic or what the fuck ever the master studied. And In doing so, they kind of became corrupted, and he decided to teach them each a simple art, told them to give themselves over to the house fully, and mastering their only art would be their only duty. And basically, they took it to the extreme, uh, each one. And when they had just a bit of study, he sent them off to conquer the wolf because, you know, time is of the essence. Mm -hmm. And after they did, they just kind of fucked off and did their own thing and did not return to the master. Uh, Now he's concerned because they're definitely wreaking havoc. And Mo has to apparently be the one to stop them. Apparently. That's like the first thing. He's like encapsulated in this bath and he's like, he looks like this withered old man that she's like taking care of in this bath and he's like telling her this story and da 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 da. And then he breaks out of this bath and this man has a full washboard stomach and rippling muscles and he's just like, you're just like, oh fuck. Oh, so he pulled a boomy from Avatar. 
Yeah, basically. <laughs> he just, like, busts out and he's all, like... But he's, like, pretending he's dying the whole time. He's like, but these are my last words. You have to go save everyone. And then he's, like, shooing her away. <laughs> so she gets to the first beast. The first whoever this they're calling. We're calling them beasts. His name is Thunder Thighs. And he's exactly what he sounds like. He has these massive thighs and he is like the first scene we see him fully in when we understand the context. He is crushing horses beneath his thighs <laughs> and saying no horse is strong enough. And he has destroyed all of the horses in like his neck of the woods. And they're like, dude, my dude, there's no more horses. You literally crushed them all. This comic is gory. He's just like surrounded by horse entrails. <laughs> it's like wild. This is like what Suzanne Summers would have been if she upped her thigh master workout to like, you know, <laughs> maximum levels. Oh my God. She's using stainless steel instead of rubber bands to get. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever see those old ads where she was like selling oh that God, shit? Oh my God, I did. The thigh masters. Oh, yeah. oh my God, I sure did. I sure did. Oh, goodness. Yeah. But he told me this you grew guy, up in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, no, Stoko definitely was watching those Thighmaster commercials because, yeah, it was it was pretty wild. So that's the first one that she kind of comes up against. And the, the story kind of stops as she first goes and starts to reckon with Thunder Thighs. I was right. re- I was reading this comic while I was getting a tattoo. I know I say that a lot, but I was. And I just started hysterically laughing. I love it. Like, I mean, like, I would have buffed it up. (laughs) And I had to, like, and I know my, like, my tattoo artist did not give a fuck. He's doing his thing, right? But I'm just like, dude, there's a character in your name, Thunder Thighs. (laughs) He gave zero fucks. But I, I, the bit was for me. Really, it was. So. Was this the tattoo that you were getting on your thigh, too? It was. Oh, shut up. Yes, it was. (laughs) So fucking, so fucking fitting. So fucking fitting. You probably thought I was the biggest moron. So, <laughs> so the story was super interesting. I liked the lore behind the beasts and the reason the villagers ended up being corrupted in order to fight the big bad, but kind of losing themselves along the way. And I also like that each of the beasts have a totally different vibe. Like I did read through the first three and the next beast is a totally different vibe of beast. Like it's not this brute strength. So it's interesting, and I I actually think I am going to pick up the next few because I'm super interested to see what the next beasts are and, like, kind of how those manifested. I will say, again, this comic was brutal. It was gory. Entrails for pages at a time. If you don't like blood and gore, you will not enjoy this comic. Just full stop. I thought the art was very interesting. The facial expressions are just amazing. Very exaggerated. There is a ton of amazing movement. And the frames are arranged in a really fun way. So I really did like the way it was put together. Is it in color or black and white? It's in color. Okay. Yeah, it's in color. It, it like it has kind of a muted color. It's not like My Little Pony bright. Uh, it's kind of muted, gotcha. but it's muted earth tones, I would say. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like something I should pick up. Oh, you definitely should. I think you would you would find this one interesting. Yeah. So what about you? (laughs) 
I came across Transformers versus the Terminator number one when I was at Brian's on one of their last weekends. Yeah, I saw this and was like, this looks dumb. I should read it. And then my stepson was with me (laughs) at the shop and he saw it on top of my comic pile. And he was like, that looks dumb. You should probably read it. And no. I was like, mm. <laughs> almost like you, you know my media taste at this point, son. <laughs> Raising him up right. <laughs> yeah. No, like, and Brian heard that and just started laughing. It was good. <laughs> yeah, this came out in 2020. It's written by David Marriott and it's illustrated by Alex Milne. It starts off where all the Terminator movies do with a human soldier navigating through the robot apocalypse wasteland and he gets caught by a t-800 you know skeleton terminator and then it turns out that he is also a t-800 who's kind of like arnold in fact i think he's supposed to possibly be the schwarzenegger model but milne's art which is not bad makes it look like he's kind of like the generic knockoff version so i'm wondering if it's like a likeness <laughs> right thing because because like when I when I was working at 2K, I think we had to like, you know, secure the rights to the Terminator and Arnold's likeness and all that. So it would make sense. So it turns out the Terminators are actually the resistance in the scenario. Like they're not the oppressive like huh. thing trying to crush humanity. They're they're the ones that are getting crushed. And our heroic Terminator is brought into Skynet's final base and it's revealed that he's getting sent back in time to save the world. We're not actually sure what exactly the deal is and then right as he goes back the base is breached by the decepticons so the twist here is that like the terminators and skynet are fighting against the transformers and in particular the decepticons and are on the side of humanity in theory the terminator appears at a diner in the northwest does the typical like i need your clothes shtick and then (laughs) by a random coincidence he ends up rescuing sarah connor who's a waitress from this trucker and then he drags her along with him because he needs directions to get to Mount St. Hillary, which is the volcano where the Transformers crash landed in the original animated series. And then they were all woken up by the volcano erupting. So he wants to get to the volcano before it erupts, but he arrived just a little bit too late in the timeline to, to do that. The Terminator and Sarah end up driving into the mountain and then they come across the freshly awoken Decepticons who are about to murder Optimus Prime and the other Autobots. And that's where it leaves off. This is like a four-part miniseries, and it's it's fine. It's absolutely a comic that's meant for fans of the franchises that it's mashing together. If you don't have that familiarity with those brands, you're not going to really get much out of it. The art was fine. The writing was fine. But it's just, it's just kind of a, it's okay overall kind of vibe. I'm only a casual fan of both of those IPs. I found the premise kind of amusing. But it didn't feel like there was really a lot that would make me want to come back for more. And I don't think I'm actually going to like try to seek out any further issues. Okay. No. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. It, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, that, that sounds really dumb and really funny. And then I was like, mm, this isn't quite as ridiculous as I wanted it to be. Yeah. Maybe it's too dumb. Like, I, I wanted something a little bit more over the top and silly. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's fine. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> They yeah. can't all be winners, though, huh? Not in the dollar bins. No. <laughs> that's that's the, the lottery of the dollar bin. Like, sometimes you end up with winners. Sometimes it's just kind of meh. But yeah, so I think that wraps up tonight's episode. We will be back next week with another full-length deep dive. 
no idea what that's going to be. We record these now pretty far in advance, and so we're getting way ahead of our full-length episodes um, by a lot. We're so responsible. Are we? Oh, is that the word we would use to describe ourselves? <laughs> I'm I'm trying to manifest. Let me manifest. Okay. <laughs> All right. But until then, we will see you in the stacks. Thanks for listening to Tencent Takes. Accessibility is important to us, so text transcriptions of each of our published episodes can be found on our website. This episode was hosted by Jessica Frazier and Mike Thompson, written by Mike Thompson and Jessica Frazier, and edited by Jessica Frazier and Mike Thompson. Our intro theme was written and performed by Jared Emerson Johnson of Bay Area Sound. Our credits and transition music is Pursuit of Life by Evan McDonald and was purchased with a standard license from Premium Beat. Our banner graphics were designed by Sarah Frank, who you can find at lookmomdraws.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us, ask us questions, or tell us about how we got something wrong, please head over to tencenttakes.com or shoot an email to tencenttakes at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter for now. The official podcast account is tencenttakes. Jessica is Jessica Witha, and Jessica spelled with a K, and Mike is Van Sau, V-A-N-S-A-U. If you'd like to support us, be sure to download, rate, and review wherever you listen. Stay safe out there. And support your local comic shop.